Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints. This is the Saints Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Here's your host, Ryan O'Leary and Saints Wire editor, John Siegler. Yeah, we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I don't have a time frame, though. I'll give you, like, when we, we know what direction we're going, we'll, we'll let you guys know. And we're not going to, you know, try to anticipate saying, hey, it's going to be midweek or next week. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the best way for us to handle it. And it's kind of how we've always handled something like this. Um, but, but I was pleased with not just the quarterbacks. I was pleased with how we played as a team. For the most part. Well, there's Sean Payton, John. Uh, still non-committal on who his starting quarterback is going to be, although before that preseason game against the Jaguars, he did raise the stakes, as you wrote on Saints Wire. Said that, you know, he'd prefer to name that starter here ahead of the third preseason game, which is coming up here on Saturday. So, which is why the media is trying to be like, hey, Sean, you know, who, who's the quarterback? You told us, you know, you told us you were going to name him. He's still not naming him, but I, I think if you look around, you look on social media, there seems to be a lot of steam behind Jameis Winston. He kind of rose to the occasion after Sean Payton challenged those two guys. Had a hell of a game. I mean, you complete 90% of your passes, threw some great balls to Marquez Callaway. Continues to kind of pass the eye test at the QB position for the Saints. I don't know if I'm ready to call it. Maybe you are, but it does seem like Jameis Winston is pulled ahead of Taysom in the QB race for the Saints. What do you think? Yeah, I think Sean Payton's going to kind of keep the cards close to his vest uh, kind of, as long as he can. But I just don't see a scenario where Taysom really gets back into this competition. Uh, it, it, it had been neck and neck for, throughout uh, training camp, even in the first preseason game. Uh, and then Jameis had his run with the starters, just like um, Taysom did a week earlier. And then he really separated from his competition there. So, he, he man, he, he just looked great. Uh, he, he was doing the things you want to see. Uh, he, he was adjusting the protection before the snap. He was reacting to the coverage, uh, finding the open receivers. He, he just had a terrific uh, first quarter. Um, it was exactly what you want to see, and I think it's really set uh, some optimism in the fan base. So I fully expect Jameis Winston to be named the, start, the new starting quarterback. When that happens, we'll have to wait and see. We think back to last year when Taysom did get to start a few games. Uh, Sean Payton waited until the Friday morning before kickoff on Sunday to announce that. Now, I don't think Brandon, we're going to have to wait that long uh, before week one, uh, but I do think he's, he's going to draw this out as long as he can. Yeah, he, he promised, John. He promised it would come before Saturday, so he's got it now. I mean, obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. know us anything, Sean Payton. He's going he's gonna to dink us around as much as he can. But uh, So, I mean, when you think about Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback going into week one and beyond, I mean, he's a former first overall pick. I mean, we kind of forget about that, right? Jameis Winston, number one overall he had some great seasons with the Bucks, at least numbers-wise. I know the interceptions were out of control and the turnovers out of control. Uh, but he's a guy that, you know, he a legit NFL passer. And you kind of hit on it. You think Saints fans are going to be good with this. You th- is this the guy that you think the majority of Saints fans wanted? I think it was split pretty evenly down yeah. the middle. Yeah. Taysom really, he really won over a lot of people uh, with what he put into, into getting this opportunity. I mean, he spent three years covering kickoffs and – Blocking punts and you know blocking for Alvin Kamara, uh, he did everything asked of him to, to, just to get this opportunity to get to this point. Um, 
and he had a lot of support uh, in the fan base to hopefully win, the, win this job. I just don't think it played out well for him. I, I, I think he, he did make real growth as a passer, and he looked my ears better than he has before. And it just wasn't enough against someone with the the talent that Winston has, the understanding of the game that Winston has. Um, it, it just wasn't enough to win that competition. Now, maybe Sean Payton throws a curveball at us. He has done that before. Uh, but like I said, I just don't see a scenario where Payson can kind of take that momentum back and really make his case to be the week one starter. Taysom, if he would have won this job, and if he would have had you know a successful career going forward, leading the Saints as the quarterback, I mean, what a story! You were just hitting on it. What a story of a guy that you know undrafted at a BYU, right? Taysom was undrafted, uh, really worked his way onto the team, doing whatever they needed him to do, and then to, for him to kind of turn himself into a quarterback over the offseason. I mean, losing the weight definitely improving his throwing. I mean, he was delivering much better balls. You could see it. But now since he, he kind of poured his soul into trying to win this job, John, it seems like it's it means a lot to him. And now for Peyton to say, all right, Jameis is the starter and Taysom, we're going to go back to, you know, your usual role of, you know, helping us out at tight end, which we'll get to since, you know, all the tight ends are injured anyway. So it seems like this makes the most logical sense. Oh, Taysom, we're going to need you at tight end. We need some bodies at tight end. Uh, but for him to go back to that kind of role where he's playing in the wildcat, change of pace, running the ball, catching the ball, doing that thing. How receptive do you think he's going to be? I mean, I know he's a good teammate and all that. Do you think this is going to be, is he going to be a broken man? Is he going to be hurt by this? Do you think he'll be accepting of taking that former role back? Oh, man, you know, he, he's a, he is a mentally tough guy. I think I think he can really roll with the punches. Um, and to this point in his career, he, he's been a team player. He, he's done everything asked of him, like we, like we talked about. I think it may take a few, a few days for, you know, the, the sting to wear off of not winning the job after working so hard for it, for that opportunity. But at the end of the day, he, he's too good of a teammate to, to, you know, get sour over this, to complain about it, um, and to do anything but be supportive of Janice Winston and do what he can to, to keep the offense on, on schedule. So I, I don't think it's going to be a problem for him mentally or anything like that. The issue I do see is like practically of saying, okay, you need to go put 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 back on the twenty five pounds of muscle that you dropped, so that you could focus on exactly. uh, being yes. a, a quarter a quarterback this summer. So it could take a few weeks, a few months for him to get back to his previous uh, playing weight to be effective in that role as a blocker on special teams, um, as a receiver. Uh, I could I could see that uh, potentially happening, and that's what makes it, it interesting when you got guys below them like Trevor Simeon and Ian Book on the depth chart. Because you do have quarterbacks like those two who can run the offense in an emergency, uh, you can kind of put Taysom at risk in that slash role and moving him around, playing him in, in different alignments. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how, what the Saints do with their quarterbacks uh, here in this final week of the preseason and see who, who, who really begins to separate in that QB3 spot. So much of the story has been the quarterback competition, rightfully so. It's been a really fascinating uh, battle, and, and I think it almost felt like Sean Payton was kind of pulling for Taysom Hill. Uh, but I agree with you, John. I think I think Jameis has won the job, and we're just waiting for that announcement. But you know, kind of behind the scenes with the Saints has been a lot of bad news. Like it, you know, obviously Michael Thomas, which we've talked about plenty, but you know, Ken Crawley, who's having a pretty good camp, right? He's kind of stepping up a corner. He's hurt. Adam Trotman went out. Now it doesn't seem like that's serious, but Adam Trotman got hurt. Nick Vanette got hurt. So we're like, you know, we're we're getting real thin at tight end. Uh, 
we were talking right before we started recording, the Saints lost three players to the IR here who were going to make the team. So we're about a week away from the final 53, and uh, you know the Saints are dealing with a lot of injuries and just a lot of crap. And you look back at that preseason game against the Jags. I mean, that, what a brutal game with guys going down. Travis Etienne of the Jags among them. Like, so many guys got hurt in that game. It was, like, mind-blowing. It's like, man, was it was it worth it to go out here, play the Jags, and have guys get banged up like this? I, I have no idea. I know coaches have been treating the preseason in different ways with joint practices and all that stuff. But, man, it's, it seems like the, the Saints have had some bad luck here. You know, we're still a couple weeks from the start of the season, and so many guys are banged up. I mean, it's they're in a tough spot. Yeah, it's difficult. I think, you know, injuries are one one aspect of the sport you really cannot predict. You can't really you can't really plan for it. Uh, all, all you can do is roll the punches and keep keep moving along uh, and trust that the next man up can handle the job. And I, I do think that the Saints are strong enough at some positions to really absorb these losses and, and keep on trucking. Uh, but, but some of it hurts, man. Um, three of their top four tight ends are out of action right now. Now we're hoping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're hoping that Adam Troutman and Nick Bennett can return for week one. Um, that would be on the early side of their respective recovery timelines. Uh, but we just kind of have to wait and see, play that one by ear. It wouldn't shock me if the Saints carry an extra tight end on the week one roster as a just in case if, if one of those two cannot go. And then you look at the defense, you know, Ken, uh, Ken Crawley, he should be back by week one, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um there's just so much uncertainty now. That's why I do think the Saints are go- going to play it a bit more conservatively in this final preseason game. They're, they're going to rest many starters, most of the starting lineup, probably a lot of the backups who are expected to see a lot of playing time during the season. Uh, they're going to try and, and protect their best players as best that they can, and I do think that's the right approach. Yeah, I saw you tweeting re- recently about Tommy Lee Lewis, too, wide receiver. He's been placed on IR so I mean you got these positions that are, are thin right like wide receiver uh, we're, we're looking for Marquez Calloway to uh to be you know Devontae Adams this year you know he's basically he, he looks like it in the preseason hopefully he can carry that thing over but uh, you know wide receiver corner tight end there's some thin spots in the depth chart and maybe the Saints could kick around a trade Everyone always brings up Zach Ertz at tight end for for a potential trade. It never happens. But like I feel like half the teams in the league have kicked around, uh, or at least reporters have speculated that Zach Ertz could be on the trade block or on their way to that team. Uh, what do you think? Do you think the Saints could address any of these uh, positions with a trade? Or do you think you know they're going to kind of stay put, try to get healthy over the next couple weeks, and uh, you know do that thing and kind of stick with who they got? I think they'll definitely be working the phones here ahead of the final wave of roster cuts. Um, they, they just placed a waiver, waiver waiver claim for a tight end from the Texans. They didn't get it, but uh, your Patriots uh, leapfrogged them on that one. Um, so, so they are trying to bring in more players, and I do think they're going to continue working the phones. We we know that they've been trying for months to find someone willing to trade them a starting quality cornerback. The, the, they've been calling every anyone who becomes available that they've been in on, and it, it just hasn't just hasn't worked out. They either haven't been able to, to agree on a price. They, they either haven't found anyone who's better than what they've already got. It just hasn't worked out, but they have been trying. And I think that's going to continue. Zach Ertz is a popular name. Uh, like you said, like half the league has probably uh, been speculated in, in connection with him. Um, and considering how publicly the Eagles are trying to sell him, I, I think that makes sense. Um, 
I don't know that he would be a realistic option for the Saints. Uh, between the price tag, he's going to count $8.5 million against the cap this year, and you have to give up a pick, probably like a third rounder, to get him. And I just don't know that the Saints are going to be willing to do that when they're expecting both of, the, of their top two tight ends to be back by week one. So I don't know that I would look there. The my, my personal conspiracy theory is that the Saints are going to trade for a Denver Broncos quarterback. And the reason I say this, uh, there have been reports out of Denver that teams have been have been calling the Broncos looking to poach some of their cornerbacks uh, because they, they they just got too many. They've yeah, got they're loaded. I believe they, they've got. Yeah, I mean, they've got four legitimate uh, starting quality corners right now. They've got a couple of guys who were very highly drafted behind those four, and they've got some others who have played very well in this preseason. So they're not going to be able to keep like seven or eight cornerbacks. Some good players are going to hit the waiver wire unless an enterprising team like the Saints happens to make a move and go get one. Now, we know the Saints have been working the phones trying to find a corner. We know... Back on draft day, who did who did the Saints trade with to go up and get Boston Adebo there in the third round? The Denver Broncos. So there's already that connection there. They, they, they've cut a deal before. To me, that makes the most sense in looking at a potential trade partner. Now, who they could be targeting, I've got no idea. I don't believe that the Broncos are going to give up one of their top four, top five guys. But it does make the most fit. Uh, it does make the most sense to me. Um, just looking for for a potential option. We'll see how it plays out over the, over the next week. If nothing else, I know the Saints are going to put the effort into it. All right, coming up next, the fantasy football question of the week for John. Stick around. All right, John, the fantasy football question of the week. I want to talk about Alvin Kamara. Now, without Drew Brees and with Latavius Murray looking kind of cash, like he, I, I don't want to say cash, that's probably too strong, but he's not really like tearing it up this preseason, and at least in the action that we've seen. Averaging like less than two yards per carry. Uh, so should we expect Kamara's workload to increase maybe? I mean, he's been on the edge of a thousand yard seasons. Maybe this could be his first 1,000 yard season. Maybe they give him the ball a little bit more. He's usually a lock to put up. I mean, he is a lock to put up 80 catches, right? But without Breeze, uh, is, is it easy to predict that he'll still get 80 catches in this offense? Maybe that'll dip a little bit. I'm just wondering if like if there's a case for Kamara as the number one pick overall in fantasy drafts. I think you got the one, two, and three, right? It's like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, one, two, three, take your pick. It's probably one of those three going number one and then the other two going after that. Is Kamara like, what, what do you think about him as number one? What, would you go for him? Do you think he could have a big enough year to uh, satisfy that you know, that kind of draft pick? Yeah, I think he's going to have a very, a very successful year. Uh, this could very well be his best year in the NFL. I mean, if we look at look at it, he's got all five offensive line starters returning from last year. Uh, Cesar Ruiz was the weak link last year at right guard. He's gotten better. He's played better in camp and in preseason. And that, that's going to pay off really well between two anchors. And uh, Eric McCoy there is the pivot center. And Ryan Ramchak out at right tackle. So the offensive line is going to be better this year, I think. And there's a very valid argument to be made that the quarterback position could be better this year for the Saints as well, just as far as uh, being able to make different throws from different angles to different parts of the field. Um, it's going to benefit Alvin Kamara in a big way if Dennis Winston rolls it out with a big arm, stresses defenses vertically, forces them to put more open ground to Kamara underneath. I can just totally see Kamara just feasting on that. If coverage has to shift back three, four, five yards uh, just before the snap, as compared to what he's seen with Drew Brees under center, I think that's going to help him out. 
the two points of emphasis for the Saints offense this year were hitting more shots down the field and better execution on screen plays. And Alvin Kamara is really known for his ability as a receiver. As he said, he, he caught exactly 81 passes in each of his first three years in the league. Last year, I think he had 84. So, so he, he's, he's just a machine as, as a receiver. And I think he's going to benefit from that from Winston. If not on those designed uh, screen passes, I do think we could see him line up more as a real receiver, you know, motioning out to the slot, running routes out wide. Sean Payton should really creative with him with Michael Thomas on the mend and Deontay Harris out of action for, as we expect for a few weeks. Now the Harris ascension has not been made official yet. We haven't heard anything, any sort of announcement from the league, um, but it is expected to be coming down the pipeline. Uh, and Kamara is someone who's going to benefit when he's out uh, because even if the Saints are at full strength, Kamara is still their best player. And he's someone that they're going to lean hard on no matter who the quarterback is. And with Winston, they have someone who can get him the ball in a variety of different ways. And I think, I think he's going to have a very big year. And I mean, I think I'm picking fourth in our week and I'm, I'm sitting here with fingers crossed that he'll still be available. Yeah. It's, it's hard to predict where he will go, but I, I, I think you can make a case for him at number one. Like, Last year, Christian McCaffrey was the surefire number one pick. He got hurt. He didn't really, he didn't really play most of the year. People might be scared off by McCaffrey. I, I might be a little scared of McCaffrey. And Dalvin Cook, another guy who's a freaking insane and gets a million touches and gets all kinds of points. But again, he's a guy that's often injured, injured as well. So I don't know. Kamara, Cook, McCaffrey, I, I put him right in that conversation. I think he's going to have a big year as well. And uh, John, we'll, we'll close it here with our sports betting question of the week, uh, getting our sports betting odds from the Tipico app. So check that out. Uh, and uh, I, I pulled up a futures bet on um, the Saints to reach the playoffs. And uh, yes was plus 110. No was minus 135. So that means the Saints a slight favorite on the app to miss the postseason in 2021. Probably not so surprising given the team's injury situation right now. But buy or sell the Saints missing the playoffs. If if you believe in the Saints to make the playoffs, now's the time to bet them. Yeah, and I would. You know, I think the NFC South is wide open. I don't think the Buccaneers are as good as they showed they, they were for a couple of games in the playoffs. Um, and I think the Saints have a great opportunity to remain in the, in the thick of this, especially if Jameis Winston can be as effective as we saw against the Jags Monday night, especially if the defense continues to play just really strong fundamental football where they're not missing tackles, uh, they're rallying to the ball, they're, they're, they're doing a great job of keeping the play in front of them, not panicking, not getting penalized. I can definitely see a scenario where the Saints are, again, winning 10 or 11 games, and they're staying right in the middle of the, of the playoff picture. So uh, we're not totally out of the woods yet. Uh, you know, we, we could very well see things just go up in flames, and we're picking top five next year. Uh, but if I'm putting money on it, I would, I would expect the Saints – to be a playoff contender again this year, just off what we've seen this summer. Yeah, you know, recently it's it's hard to think of the Saints as a as an under the radar kind of team, but it, it feels like they're they're an under the radar kind of team right now, right? I think people aren't really expecting them to be a huge player in the NFC, and uh, you know they they easily could be. Sean Payton's crew usually is, so uh, something to keep an eye on. But uh, hey, John, next week we'll be back. We'll be talking fifty three man roster regular season. All that stuff. Sounds good to me. How's that sound to you? Sounds fantastic. I cannot wait to stop speculating and really get into the nuts and bolts of, uh, of, uh, of the season. Let's roll. No more quarterback <laughs> controversy crap. Battle this, battle. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be 53-man roster. Let's go week one. I can't wait for John Sigler. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. 
This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.